talking about stuff and whatever's going on in his brain, you know it is 100% Bridget! All, all right, here I am. It's me talking about something. Well, um, I, I get a little opportunity today to, uh, to uh, actually be in my office early in the morning where I'm not sweating hot so I won't be wiping my head off and stuff like that. So that would be kind of cool. Um, my wife's not in the office today because she's out at her school getting some stuff done with some, some of the students that she does. And, and uh, so Miss Brandy and uh, Springs over in Hemet, you guys are awesome. Um, give them a shout out today. If you know a teacher, some of their school years are almost finished. So um, they did a lot of hard work. In, a, in, a, in an interesting time. So um, give teachers a shout out. I just, I can't say that enough. And uh, watching my wife stress over the first couple, couple of weeks of all the stuff changing because of COVID and all that kind of stuff. I just want to give uh, her a shout out and uh, thank her for being so awesome to the students that she's been able to take care of via online and, and that kind of stuff. So um, today's gonna be a little different. It might actually be a little long and it might be a little boring, but it might be a little exciting at the same time. Um, because I'm not normally a news watcher, and I know if you read my caption on on uh, Spotify and and YouTube and Facebook and uh, Apple Podcasts, it says I don't get into politics. Um, <coughs> but I, I don't think what I'm going to talk about is really a political thing. To be honest with you, I think it's a, a heart thing, and you might get a little learn about a little. You might get to learn a little bit about myself too. So I'm. For the first time doing this in a long time, I feel kind of a little nervous because I'm going to say some things that some people know and some people don't know, and uh, about you know some stuff that's happening in the news and some issues that are going on. And uh, like I said, I don't normally talk about that kind of stuff, but I'm going to start this off with a verse because uh, I think it's relevant. And uh, in John 10:10, 10, 10, Jesus actually says this: "It says the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy." I see in the news in my own hometown where I live, um, people coming and stealing, killing, and destroying, and that hurts. And to see that it specifically says the thief, which other translations say the enemy, other translations say the devil himself, and things like that, um, I don't think killing, stealing, and destroying is, is any way, shape, or form um, love. And uh, I think the, the big divide is, do we really know what love is? Do we really know anymore where, where love takes us to? Um, the second half of this verse says this. This is Jesus speaking in the Bible. It says, I have come that they may have life and they may have it more abundantly. Um, I would say I have an abundant life. Um, I, I, I got to know Jesus back when I was 19 years old. I really, really got to know him in 2001 where I actually developed a, started developing a real relationship by um, through reading my Bible, going to Bible school and all that kind of stuff. And uh, so I, I let a lot of things slide off my back because I know that it, this stuff doesn't bug me. And, and I know you, if you know me on social media, I didn't really post a whole bunch of stuff. I didn't really go that direction. Um, and then somebody said, well, if, if you're silent, then you're part of the problem. And I'm like, uh, no, I'm not, I don't think I'm part of the problem because I'm not saying anything. I, I know there's an issue in the world and I know that that stuff happens. And I know 
<coughs> that things are supposed to happen. The Bible says there will be wars, rumors of wars, pestilences, um, nation will rise against nation. Um, all that kind of stuff is supposed to happen biblically. If you look at the if you look at the Bible as as part of a future or um, revelation type thing, and Jesus said it himself, these things are supposed to happen. So I don't let it bug me. I'll just put it to you that way. Um, I've had some things go down in my life that I, I, I do have a, like I said, I'm going to say this simply, I have a general understanding of some of the issues that go on. I am a light brown man. My last name is Garcia, and uh, which I didn't think I'd ever post out there. But, uh, <laughs> um, and uh, I've had some things happen to me in the, uh, back when I was uh, a lot younger. And uh, I'm going to give you a couple that in actually involve police officers. So um, here's, here's a little bit of my past. Uh, I was driving home, I believe, I don't know, probably a party <laughs> at the time. And this was in the, the late, late 80s. Um, and I'm driving home. I used to drive a 1970 Cadillac, a big boat, four-door um, Brome edition. And it was beautiful. And I'm driving home. I live in... I live in a town that at one point was um, overwhelmingly full of older generation people. And so I'm driving home, I'm doing the speed limit, I'm doing everything right. Um, like I said, I'm a light brown man and uh, uh, with Hispanic heritage. And I look in my rearview mirror and I've got some lights behind me and the red and blue and I love the red, white and blue until they light up behind me. So. <laughs> um, so I pull over, I do what I'm supposed to do. Um, now let me tell you what I was wearing, late 80s. So I got my Raiders hat on, because I am a Raiders fan. I'm wearing an all black t-shirt, probably wearing all black jeans. And uh, I get pulled over by a police officer and he comes up to the window and uh, sees me. And uh, I asked him straight point blank. I had a little bit of an attitude back then. I'm all, why the hell did you pull me over? And uh, he said, if I remember correctly, he didn't have to tell me, which is not true. He is supposed to tell you why he pulled you over. And uh, he goes, I need to see your license and registration. So I go, okay. I lean over to my glove compartment and I hear stop moving. And I look over my shoulder and he's got a gun in my window. And uh, so I just laid there because it was a bench seat. So I just laid there until uh, I tried to tell him I just want to get my license and stuff out of the glove compartment. My, my glove compartment's open, paperwork's falling out of it, you know. And uh, <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, at the time, now I kind of look at it as kind of funny, but I really think about it in perspective of some of the things that we see going on is I got pulled over. I wasn't speeding that I was aware of. And then he eventually decided to tell me that my car was stolen, that somebody reported this vehicle stolen. And I'm like, you know what? Here's my registration. Here's my license. Everything's attached to me. My, I did not steal this vehicle. But that's what they decided because there was nobody else on the road but me. I don't know. I, they, they let me go. No, I didn't get shot. No, nothing bad happened. But the situation was interesting. And uh, not something I like to talk about. I usually don't tell people these things. And uh, just because, you know, I don't know if it was, if he was bored and didn't have anything else to do. <laughs> but he decided to pull me over because he decided that my car was a stolen vehicle. There's not very many 17, 18 year olds driving around in a big Cadillac, you know, in, in, in the area that I live in and at the time. So I just thought that that's, that's one of those things where, hey, you know, and when I got home, I was mad. And, uh, you know, um, there was a band that had the F the police song out and all that time. That was right around that time frame. 
and uh, I could have done a lot of things. I, I, I could have been upset. And uh, I never really was upset about the situation because I didn't think I, I, I complied. I did everything. No, I didn't get handcuffed. No, I didn't get thrown on the floor. But I did have a gun in my window. <laughs> and uh, that, that kind of makes you scared, you know, a little bit. And uh, that's, a, that's a piece of my history. And, uh, and literally, I believe, doing nothing wrong. Um, so I, I do have a little bit of compassion. I do have a little bit of understanding of where um, people are coming from when it comes to the, the police and things of that nature, uh, Leos, law enforcement officers. And uh, so I'm just, like I said, I'm just trying to be a little transparent today. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I've had, I've had that kind of thing happen. I was sitting, sitting on the side of the road. Um, my girlfriend had a curfew. And uh, so we had about 15 minutes till, uh, till we had to get her home. And uh, so we're literally just sitting on the side of the road. I think we we're just listening to music you know trying to spend as much time together as, as we could and i'm currently married to her so um she, she, she'll remember this one and uh so <laughs> and you know okay a car on the side of the road two teenagers in the car and a police officer pulls up to see what's wrong or to see what's happening and i, I get pulled out of the car and uh asked a bunch of questions the other officer goes around to the window and asks my girlfriend a bunch of other questions and to see if we're in compliance. They, they, they thought that I took her, you know. And I'm like, come on, guys, you know. <laughs> we're, I, I just need to get her home. We did get her home on time. Like I say, nothing happened. No, we didn't get handcuffed. Our, our stories complied. It wasn't an issue. And uh, so, but it was just a parked car, Hispanic male, white female. And uh, just to put that in perspective, and immediately it was, what is this guy doing? And, uh, well, nothing. We're sitting here listening to music. And, uh, but the situation went down. And <laughs> so, that, so that's, a, that's a couple of things that have happened in my life. But I also had a police officer in my life that uh, when I would be sitting on a park bench, um, mom, you're, you're, don't, don't listen to this part right here. I, I would be walking to school from where I lived and I would stop at the park and I would sit on the bench and smoke a cigarette or smoke a other objects or other things <laughs> and a uh, police officer would pull up and uh, he would get out of the car and not reprimand me not say anything he would just put me in the car and take me to school and that happened several times so he knew that that maybe I was gonna ditch or that I was doing something wrong and he didn't look at it as a bad thing he looked at it as this kid needs to get to school so he gave me a ride to school so <laughs> There's two different perspectives in, in one in one place, um, so I think it's kind of interesting. Um, here's another one, you know, ju just this. I, I, I am of Hispanic heritage, and uh, I live in California. Now, my understanding is that we are actually descendants from Spain. My my mom, my dad married a white woman who is from Denmark, and uh, so we're 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 Spanadanes. And uh, but I live in California, so I'm automatically Mexican. So. I had to get all the Mexican jokes when I went to Catholic school. I remember um, a couple of the kids when we first got there. Those, you know, it, you know, when people say things to you, it tends to stick to you. And uh, being called a beaner and, and all those kinds of things, some of the other terminology that goes along with being a light brown man. So, um, <laughs> so those are just some things that have gone on in in, in my personal past, and uh, you know, and I, I've never let it hurt me 
personally. I've never let it hurt me personally. I never felt that I had to rise up against the machine or or anything like that to fix anything. Probably because I was I was wasn't raised to really do that. I guess um, I don't know. Um, I I might even in the process of all this, I, I even might even fall into a little bit of white privilege on top of it because I didn't really. My parents were in good places, you know. Yes, they got divorced at some point, but I never felt like I was impoverished or um, anything like that. I never lived in good houses. You know, we didn't, you know, me and my brother had separate rooms, you know. Things were good financially that, I, that I'm aware of. I mean, if, if we struggled, I would never have known, you know. If I asked for a bicycle for my birthday, guess what I got? A bicycle for my birthday. So there's kind of two two office, uh, two spectrums in that situation, and uh, so but I don't remember anybody ever, you know, falling falling into any certain category because of that. And uh, so it's kind of interesting, um, like I say, from 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 this perspective. And uh, I started off with this verse: the the thief uh, does does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. So I'm going to look at this: is uh, George Floyd um, was. And I'm going to say this as a personal thing. George Floyd was murdered um, by a police officer. Three other officers stood by and watched it happen. Um, I don't know those men's hearts. I don't know um, where they stand um, racially, to be honest with you. Nobody's ever said that. They kind of hit them away, and now they're getting ready to go to jail, I hope, and uh, for that act. I know that the three men standing around that didn't do anything. I don't know if they didn't do it because they didn't know. I don't know if they didn't do it because they were like, whatever happens, happens. I don't, I don't know that. So I'm just gonna say that specifically, I don't know that. But I do know that uh, this man, uh, George Floyd, who happens to be an African-American man or a black man or whatever the, the terminology is now, <laughs> and uh, he, he did a crime and uh, he got, possibly have done a crime with good good $20 bill bad 20 bill I, I didn't notice I didn't haven't read that yet to be honest with you and he got handcuffed and thrown on the ground and had a knee in his neck for approximately nine minutes and a man died and that punishment does not fit the crime that is an injustice like I said I don't know the man's heart but immediately I went I, I, I that's an injustice. That is not the right way to do it. Um, I am a, my personal um, job when I'm able to work is I am an armed security guard and I've had to go through training. And one of the things they tell you if after you handcuff somebody, do not put weight on their back or on their chest if they're laying on the floor because you can kill them. So if, it's, if a security guard is trained to not do that, then you would think a police officer was trained to not do that. Um, watching the video, it looked like he was in compliance. There was no really need for it. And that's just, like I say, that's I, I w I've been trained to not do certain things. And, and I've worked in the hospital where I've had to um, restrain people, throw people on the floor. Um, no, we didn't throw people. We introduced them to the floor. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I've worked in, uh, uh, you know, where, you know, I've, I worked in a 5150 ward and I've, I've, I've had to do a lot of things as a security guard. And I've also worked as a loss prevention agent where I've had to um, stop people at the door and, and get them to the back room. 
And one of the things that we've been, we're always told was, you know, if they go down, don't do this. You know, if they're struggling, don't do that. And I know, please, um, don't do those kinds of things. So, no, I think there was a great, great injustice. Like I say, I can't say if it was racism specifically because I don't know the man's heart or the three men that were standing there watching it happen. But I do know for a fact it's an injustice. And uh, um, in my in my humble opinion, that is um, my humble opinion. And uh, to, to go along with the stuff that came along after that, um, I, I, I don't think, I think protesting is perfect. That's great. Protest. Uh, a man died and um, a police officer did it. And uh, a protest is definitely, I believe, uh, in place for something like that. And uh, so, no, that, that, that is, a, I, I believe, 100% correct to, to, to protest this situation and the man that, and to, uh, to try to fix the things that have, that have gone on in the past because of these types of situations. Um, I would also say that uh, the looting and the destruction of private property and the, the criminal activity that is going along or was going along by the time this video airs or this audio airs um, is not uh, the way to do it. Um, you know, um, my AutoZone, they tried to burn down my AutoZone. Um, they destroyed the windows and looted my mall. And which, you know, there's enough people out of work right now <laughs> because of COVID-19. And I know some of the cities are opening back up and because, you know, due to that, but isn't there enough destruction happening in this world? Um, it, what happened to peace and love and you know the, the, there was a big movement a long time ago peace and love and and uh, the Beatles saying all we need is love you know um, those kinds of things and uh, we, what really has to happen is we really just have to figure out how to love one another again and get past our indifferences or our differences um, I don't think I've ever had an issue with um, people of color um, other races uh, we had when I, when I had a church, we had black people in our church and we, we, we loved each other where there was no issues, you know. I don't think, uh, you know, the, the, that kind of thing has ever been a problem in my heart, um, to be honest with you. Um, but but I, I'm looking at the aftermath and, and, and the other ways that things could be done. Um, let, me, let me read this real quick. This is Galatians chapter 5, 19 to 26. Now the works of the flesh are evident which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred. I'm gonna pause there for a minute, I said hatred. Um, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions and heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like. Of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, obviously, if they repent from that sin, then they will, they will get into the, to the kingdom, I, I believe. That's, I think that's the whole purpose of Jesus is, is to have people come to repentance and get to know him and have an opportunity to get to heaven clean. Um, but, but here's the key words in here is hatred, murders, revelries, um, dissensions, you know, <coughs> and selfish ambitions, 
that's what I look at when I uh, selfish ambition is hey somebody broke a window uh, crime of opportunity I think I'll go inside the target and grab me a TV now, <coughs> I don't think that's the right way to do things that and I'm gonna pop this in there that's my personal opinion I don't think that's the right way to do things I don't think that makes change I don't think that creates change I don't think it promotes change um, violence doesn't help violence um, uh, according to some stuff I've seen online and Facebook and the news, uh, Instagram and the news and things like that, things of that nature, those video outlets, um, there's been a lot of murders within this quote-unquote rioting and, uh, what's the word, um, protesting. And I'm just going to say that that's just the way... It's not supposed to happen that way. Watch this, uh, verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Here's the big key one. Love, joy, peace, skip over everything else, self-control. Man, control yourselves. Man, that's just, just don't, just because somebody else did it, that, um, it creates a mob mentality that when the first brick's thrown, um, I, th I think if you throw a brick at a police officer um, and then you run up on them, why wouldn't they push you down? <laughs> you know, they're trying to keep control of, of a situation that, that is that those things are and, and getting worse and growing. And uh, I, I believe I woke up this morning and saw some stuff that, you know, things have calmed down in a lot of areas. And I'm, and I'm glad that that's happening. But the real opinion here is, is when's the next one? You know, when's the news going to throw something else out there that uh, might shift it all? You know, um, I don't know if we can blame the president. Uh, he wasn't there. So that, I think that's kind of a dumb thing to do pers personally. Um, but I think we need to have self-control when it comes to these situations. I think we have to have um, find joy and peace and uh, in, in all of this. And, uh, you know, I, I can guarantee you that if these four men are acquitted in any way, shape, or form, there'll be more of this. That's, I'll just put that out there. That, that's what happened with Rodney King. I was, I was around during the Rodney King and, uh, and uh, L.A. riots. And as soon as that, those police officers were acquitted or whatever happened, I'm not sure if they were acquitted. Don't quote me on that. But uh, guess what? Riots broke out in L.A. And I don't think that's the same thing. I thought that then. And I was a lot younger and I thought to myself, really? Why are they doing that? Go protest. Go stand in front of the courthouse. Go do the things that are supposed to be done. Do it properly, right, with righteousness, and uh, and hope that the right justice comes along. You know, um, gentleness, self-control um, against such things is, is no law. Well, you know, self-control means I'm going to just take care of business without uh, beating somebody up. <laughs> um, as I, like I said, I'm, this may be a little long, maybe a little boring today, but um, before I met Jesus, I was a pretty angry um, little man. I'm, I've always been big, but I am that guy that got angry enough to punch a hole in his own wall that he was paying rent, you know, and had to turn around and fix. Um, I am that guy that threw things across the house. I broke telephones because I didn't like the response on the other side of the telephone. Um, I have, I've never hit my wife or my kids. Um, I probably didn't discipline correctly when they were first born and when they were little. Um, 
You can probably ask them that if you want to, um, just being honest. And uh, But I was a very, very angry person. I didn't like the situation I was in. Yes, I was married. I was in love with my wife. And uh, I had to hustle like there's no tomorrow um, to make men ends meet because, you know, straight out of high school, no college, no nothing to lean on. So you go to retail and they let you go because there's not enough hours. It's just, you know, those kinds of things that make you angry. Um, and yeah, I was, I was that, that angry person and I would respond in anger with a lot of situations that I was in and, uh, going through the beginning of my marriage and, uh, <coughs> um, yeah, I was that guy. And, uh, if, if you met me today, you might not ever know that. And even I covered it up pretty good. So even if you met me back then, you may not have even known it. Um, cause I always tried to be good and, uh, outside of my home or in the public eye. And uh, so I understand the anger, trust me. I would love to throw a brick at that cop's head. That's my, like I said, uh, deep down inside where, where the anger comes from or where it came from um, back in the day, um, I probably would have done some damage or been a part of these kinds of things because of the situation. And uh, so uh, halfly, partially, I understand that. <laughs> um, because I've been that guy, and uh, I've been that that angry, angry person that every injustice was wrong, and this was an issue, or that was an issue, and you know, and uh, I learned over time to um, I didn't have to accept that. Um, Jesus is bigger than my anger, and God is bigger than my than my issues and um, things like that. And uh, like I said, it doesn't even have anything to do with skin color. It doesn't have anything to do with uh, what I'm about to say. Um, might get me in trouble, but that's okay. Um, because I've been in the church now for as, as serving as a pastor, as a leader, youth pastor in, in all kinds of different positions in the church. And I've even had the, per the church tell me things. Um, I have a, I have a, a skin problem called psoriasis. Um, it's in the process of clearing up. It's actually looking pretty good because it got me on some drugs that are working. And I'll just be honest with you. And you're like, but you're a Christian and you believe in healing. And the, the, I go, yeah, but I don't know why I'm not healed of that. I, I can't answer that question. So to be honest with you, but I, I, I have been told um, by leaders that I can't preach in a pulpit because of uh, this ugly rash or this ugly skin problem. You know, it doesn't look good. Um, I, I, I showed up to a, to a guest speak one time and uh, they asked me to put on a long sleeve shirt. <laughs> well, okay, I'll go put on, I mean, I went and put on a long sleeve shirt. I got an opportunity to speak. They didn't keep me from doing that. But I've been told those things, even even within the church. And I think the church sometimes needs to um, realize that, you know, people are people. And, uh, um, I, you know, I have bad knees. So, no, I can't go running across the stage anymore. Um, I can't do certain things. Uh, I've been diagnosed with uh, asthma since I was a small child. And, why, why God hasn't taken that away from me, I don't know either. So sometimes I breathe heavy. I don't. My nose clogs up. I have I have some issues. That's what's the, what's the big deal? Does that change the gospel of Jesus Christ? No. So why would I be told that? I don't know. Um, just some people just decide that. Um, I know some places won't let you speak if you don't wear a tie. I know some people don't let you speak if you prefer to wear a hat. I know some people, some churches won't even let you in unless you take your hat off. You know, so there's all kinds of weird stuff out there on this earth and uh, weird religiosities and weird um, things. And uh, it's how you respond to those things 
really? That show what your heart is. So if you're responding by being angry and breaking windows, um, that shows where your heart is. And I'm just going to say that because out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. And uh, if your heart is telling you to throw a brick in response to something or to murder another human in response to a murder, um, where's your heart at? I, I, um, so really, I, I boil it down to this is where's your heart at? Where's where, where do you believe? What do you believe? Um, I'm going to take a second here. It's going to. Hopefully we don't have any silence, too much silence, but uh, I'm going to look something up real quick. Um, I'm going to read something that Jesus said, and uh, out of, uh, I believe it's John, because this is not in my initial note, um, 17, and I believe it starts in verse 20, so I'm just going to go straight there. So here we go. Um, start in verse 20 this is jesus jesus is praying i do not pray for these alone but also for those who will believe in me through their word that they all may be one as you father are in me and i in you that they everybody in the world they also may be one in us god the father god the son God the Holy Spirit that the world may believe that you sent me the world the whole world may believe that you sent me and the glory which you gave me I have given them and they may be one just as we are one I in them <laughs> and you in me that may be perfect in one and that the world the whole world the entire world the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. Jesus wants the world to know that he wants you to be a part of his life. And I believe once Jesus comes in, who is peace, who is joy, and who is love, you will see a difference. You'll see a change. Everybody says, I want to see peace in the world. Everybody says, I want to see joy in the world. Everybody... There was the commercial, the old Coke commercial. I, I want to see the hay of the world of Coke. You know, I want to have the, give the world Jesus because he truly is the life changer. He truly is the person that will make a difference. Um, he truly is the person that will change your heart. And, and I can tell you for sure that my life is 100% different because of him. Um, anger issues, yeah, they're still there. He, 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 you can't become perfect until you go through some stuff. And we're going through some stuff, so we're, we're in the process of slowly becoming perfect. But the key is getting to know Jesus. And uh, I'm going to do something that I didn't think I would ever do on this podcast. Um, I'm going to say a prayer. And uh, I believe that, that God can move in this world. I, I had an opportunity to go to my church and just be in corporate prayer. And... Uh, we social distance and we wore masks. We did everything correctly, so don't go beat up my church, all right? Um, but we've had, we've had an opportunity to pray. And one of the things that I got out of that was um, be real, be authentic, and give people the gospel. If you get to know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, you'll see what the gospel really means. It's too good to be true because it's too easy to get. 
and that's the reality. Um, and I can only tell you these things because of what has gone on in, in my life and, and in my heart. And if this ends my podcast and it never goes again or nobody ever listens again, that's totally fine with me and it's totally perfect with me. But I'm going to tell you this. Um, without Jesus, the world hurts. The whole world. Everybody in it. Not just a piece of the nation, not just a state, not just a city, not just one country, but the whole world hurts. And I've heard, I heard somebody online say, well, you know, we as Americans say, God bless America. And he's like, well, does he stop there? This guy was like, does he stop there? No, I'm pretty sure if Europeans truly believed in God, they would say, God bless Europe. God bless the UK. God bless China. God bless the whole freaking world, you knucklehead. You know, no, he doesn't stop right there. It's just, that's a phrase. Can we get past the, some of the stuff that we deal with every day and just move forward and quit, quit trying to break things down into stupid things? Um, just being honest, sorry, but that's my opinion. I don't know who this dude was. I was just listening, scrolling through stuff. And uh, I was like, what? <laughs> whatever, dude. You know, <laughs> I'm like, okay. But the reality is, it, it, even if you don't believe in God, you can see chaos in the world. It's not his fault. It, we, we have a free will. We, we, we ate of the apple. It, we, we have a free will to make the decisions that we make. And some of our decisions are dumb. And some of our decisions are stupid. But the reality is we need to take our own personal responsibility for the decision that came into our head that we decided to keep. That's the reality of it. You know, it, it, we can blame other people all the time. The reality of the situation with George Floyd is... A police officer killed a man. Black, white, yellow, green, doesn't matter. He committed murder on video. And people saw it. That's the reality of this whole thing. There was an injustice done to a human being because of a crime. What, no matter how big his record is, no matter how horrible he could have been before or how awesome he was before, if he committed a crime beforehand, the result is not justice, period, in my opinion. So I'm going to do this. If you don't know Jesus, this is a very simple thing. You can, if you're following me on YouTube or if you follow me, just do me a favor, put in the comments that you, that you said this, and I'll talk to my church and see if we can't get some stuff in your hands. So Jesus, um, I just thank you for coming into my heart and being real in my life. And I thank you that you died on a cross for me and I believe with my heart and I confess with my mouth that you are Lord and today I am changed and my sins are washed and you are my King and my Lord in Jesus name amen if you said that simple prayer um, do me a favor put something in the comments um, I'll see if I can get something in your hands from my church and uh, get you taken care of there and uh, if do me a big favor um, if you comment on stuff feel free. I, I, I do read the comments, but I'm probably not, not going to acknowledge any negative BS, just to be honest. Um, so that's my, that's my podcast for today. And uh, thank you if you're listening. Thank you if you're watching. Hopefully you made it all the way through. And uh, I'm going to say this. Um, go to church on Sunday, whether it's online, whether you're live right now, go to church. Be a part of that. Um, that that's what that's where you gain knowledge and then you go back out so go to church whether it's on facebook youtube instagram wherever church is located if you get to actually walk into a building and go to church go do that 
um, be a part of that and walk in Jesus, walk in love, walk in, what's that word? Um, Self-control. Walk in these things and see change around you because of who you are and whose you are. Right on. Right on.